0: my friends in Christ. One of the newly minted cardinals whom Pope Francis named recently is just a simple parish priest, a pastor of a Roman parish who has spent most of his years working among the poor of Rome. The priest, now turned cardinal, tells a little story of how one Christmas at mass he asked a young boy to come up near the altar I gave him a panettone, he said. You know, the Italian Christmas bread everyone likes. I gave him a panettone, and then a big handful of Christmas candy, and then a large toy truck. Well, by then, the boy's arms were so full that when I went to hand him the baby Jesus, he had no room for him. That little story got me going on a Christmas homily. It's all about making room isn't it? For Mary and Joseph, it was about there being no room at all, as we just, as we hear every year in the Christmas gospel, according to Luke. For us, it's about making room for God, who wants to break into our lives, but doesn't always find it easy to do so. And I'm not talking about putting Christ back into Christmas. Of course, Christ should be at the heart of Christmas. But I don't line up with the killjoys who complain about the trappings and traditions of Christmas, trees and cards and carols and lights and decorations and gifts. Those are all good. I'm talking about something bigger, something much bigger. I'm talking about the basic orientation of our lives. I'm talking about the place we have for God in our lives, where we anchor our lives. I'm talking about sharpening the focus of our lives and changing the pace of our lives, slowing down, zeroing in on God, making room for prayer, making room for God at the center of our lives, not out at the fringes. Letting God, instead of things, Fill the gaps in our lives. For some of us, the pandemic may be helping us to do just that. There has to be something good in this, right? Speaking for myself, even though I'm busier than I want to be, I'm finding time these days, almost every day, to take a long walk. And my walks have prov- provided me with wonderful opportunities to get kind of lost in God, to listen to God in one of the best ways God speaks, in the beauty of creation, the sun, the wind, even the rain, the fresh spring blossoms, and the falling leaves. We spanned both of those seasons, didn't we? My walks have slowed me down and have helped me make more room for God. But not all of you have that luxury Some of you, because of age or infirmity, are homebound or isolated. Others of you, parents working from home, deal daily with the difficult task of balancing your work with all the demands your kids make upon you as they go about doing their learning from home. There's not a lot of downtime for inviting God into that picture, although I hasten to say that in doing God's work, which you parents surely are, you are making room for God. You you are. And those of you who are homebound, your very loneliness, difficult as it is, can be an entry point for God, who wants so much to be in your company. And you kids, whose lives are turned upside down by remote learning and who don't get to hang out with your friends, I'm hoping that you're still learning new things, exciting new things, and getting to know God a little better in the process. God who loves you, gives you life, and makes you curious about life and its wonders and mysteries. Making room for God. The little boy in the story had no room in his arms for Jesus. Too many things got in the way. The same can be true for us. But now I'm not talking about Jesus in the manger. Of course we should make room for him these days. I'm talking about making room for the living Jesus. The Jesus who constantly surprises us, comes to us in unexpected ways and in various disguises not all of which are very appealing or even very recognizable in the poor. The hungry, the homeless, the sick, the lonely, the imprisoned, the marginalized, the forgotten. Jesus hides there so well that he is often hard to find, hard to recognize. I know I miss him all too often, but when I do recognize him, When we do recognize him, do we make room for him, welcome him, care for him, take him into our arms, or more to the point, into our lives? Doing that, my friends, is the single great challenge of our lives as Christians. And meeting it is the making of us. My friends, this is a Christmas we're all going to remember, right? we'll remember it like no other. We've had to let go of so much. Family traditions, family trips, family feasts, the simple warmth of just being together with people we love and the joy and gratitude that come from that. We've had to put so many of those things on hold these months, and there is a sadness about that. And of course, if you're like me, a growing impatience for all of this to end. But there can be hiding in all the constraints and restrictions an awakening and an opportunity, an awakening to the God who wants so much for us to make room for him and an opportunity to do just that. So rather than waste time on what can't be, why not zero in on what can? this may be the one and only Christmas that's quiet enough for us to actually capture what it's all about and even revel in what it's all about. Let me close with a little poetic reflection on Christmas that Archbishop Hanhausen sent to his friends many years ago now. If, as Herod, we fill our lives with things and again... With things, if we consider ourselves so unimportant that we must fill every moment of our lives with action, when will we have the time to make the long, slow journey across the desert as did the magi? Or sit and watch the stars as did the shepherds? Or brood over the coming of the child as did Mary? For each one of us, There is a desert to travel, a star to discover, and a being within ourselves to bring to life. My friends, may we bring that being to life today, all through this season, and always. Merry Christmas.